That's new. I don't like that. Continue. <laughs> okay, everyone. Hi. Welcome back to another episode of The Books to Gaze. My name is Alex. My pronouns are she, her. And I'm Sam, and my pronouns are she, her. And we have a friend here today. Will you introduce yourself, your pronouns? Hi. I want that every time I talk. Hire me as your sound guy. Okay. He just sits next to me and makes noises. Oh, this is Papa Dom. Hello. Papa Dom. Ba, 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 ba. Y'all couldn't get enough of me. <laughs> it's season three. This is actually the third episode of season three, but we're, it feels like the first. It really does. It feels like the first time. It's because we're. Re- sorry. <laughs> no, please finish the song. And now I can't. Like, you interrupted me. I'm sorry. What was it? I don't know, it's like the, it feels like the first time. Oh, yeah. Where's her Grammy? like the very first Give this woman a Grammy. Oh, I thought you were wondering where Sam's Grammy was. I was like, <laughs> I think she's probably Where, Where's me, Mom? We can't start the episode without her. <laughs> There's so Nana, much. Nana, get in here. We're talking about queer books. <laughs> she be in. She be in. <laughs> There's so much chaos already. Um. This is, we're filming this the night before June 1st, so this is our pre-Pride recording session. (laughs) That was like half cat that Sam was doing. (laughs) Welcome to Blue's Clues. This whole beginning of the episode is just everyone making weird noises. They're like, all right, turning off the episode now. Uh, Yeah, moving on to the next one. Uh, Hi, everyone. Oh, anyway, uh, Dom, thank you for having me back. Pronouns he, him. Great. Are you on the internet, sort of? Where are you? Um, in my house. Yeah. I'm not on the internet right now. Just school, work, come home. I made the large trek across the hall for my bedroom to be here. Thank yeah, you. it was a lot of steps for him. Um, you know, if you have, like, video games, he plays. Yeah, yeah. Like, Pokemon things. Find me in Pokemon Snap. Is it Pokemon Snap? Yeah, it's like you take pictures of Pokemon. <laughs> That's the game. <laughs> That's the game. <laughs> Sam's just like, okay, um, I'm not going to find you on Pokemon. I thought you were going to make like a Snatch joke, like find me on Pokemon Snatch, but there, it's called Snatch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Uh, happy Pride. Happy Pride. <laughs> Pokemon Pride. Snatch. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk a little bit about Pride today and then a little bit about some like body image in the queer community. Wow. First, I'm... Sam. Yes. What's giving you life this week? Oh my gosh. Who gets to answer first? You. You're Me the guest. Too. Oh my god, I'm honored. Uh, what is giving me life this week? Um, I feel like he's going to do a Sam accent the whole time. This is not a Sam accent. <laughs> I'm like a... jalapeno poppers, that's what. I'm just kidding. It's like a, I love you. It's like a Sam caricature. I have to leave nothing. No one can do Sam like Sam. There's only one. That's true. Um, if, if a beautiful hot person would like to do Sam, that's <laughs> all right hotties if you're listening <laughs> dm sam Sacks on right, keep going. what's giving you life this week Papa Dom? nothing no 
<laughs> don't. You ha something has to be. I don't know. I thought about making up something and like a lie, but I'm I just so I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. All right, maybe something in the last few weeks, like maybe how exciting your clinical is or like Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can talk about that. Um so I recently started um clinicals. I did a new rotation for I'm in a uh, nurse practitioner program and I'm with a primary care doctor right now who is an openly gay man and he has a lot of gay patients wow. and he does queer healthcare, uh, male screening exams, uh, PrEP, he has a lot of HIV patients uh, and it's just really great and I'm learning so much. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. And they invited Dom to like do something for Pride together and I'm like, great, get yourself a job, Henny. Yes. Yeah, the office was like, what are, what are you doing out on this month on the 25th? And I'm like, I don't know. like You don't plan that far. Studying, like crying in my bed. I don't know. <laughs> um, Playing Pokemon Snatch. She's like, come to Gulfport. We're doing pride. Aww. Is that what she sounds like? Yeah. The office lady? Yeah. That's like what every old lady sounds like, I think. Yeah. Okay. Does <laughs> <laughs> I sound like an old lady? No. That was a little different than when he does his Pam. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very different. It's very different. Uh, I was doing Meemaw. <laughs> Sam's like, I don't know. I'm going to sound like that one day. All right, Sam, what's giving you life this week? Um, I, two seconds before we hopped on, um, I just checked and all my schoolwork has been improved. And I am officially out for summer. I have nothing else to do for two and a half months. Wow, that's amazing. I'm going to be living a good life. That's the plan. I'm very happy. That is so exciting. I'm very happy for you. Thank you. I need it. Like, so bad. So, yeah. so bad. It's going to be a nice, relaxing summer. Um, Alex doesn't know this, but she's also out for summer, or that's how it feels like, because surprise, I'm out of in Tampa. Listen, I have enough sick and vacation time that I could take like four months off if I want so probably before I quit my job I'm just gonna take like four months off of my jobs and be like what the where the fuck are you going I'm like all around the world really I'm just here and then I put my two weeks in before I get back <laughs> you know that's that delicious that was about Alex what, what part you know like she's like a jet setter she's doing things oh she's on a <laughs> on a plane in the music video. There was one song Fergie did and they talked about a blankie in it and that's the one I related to. Big Girls Don't Cry. Yeah. I oh, couldn't relate because yeah, I was like... a little girl who did cry. I did. I cried too but I had a blankie and I was like wow this song it sees me. Yeah. Alex has a pink blankie and like we always had these hypotheticals like what would you bring on an island like if you could bring like one item and she would bring the blankie. Um, my favorite is just when Alex wrapped it around her head. <laughs> Sam has seen the blankie. Yeah. <laughs> like this. And I'm like, what's happening? She's like, don't worry about it. Tab has asked me a few times. She's like, you, like when we first started dating, she's like, you like bring that, like you tell people about this blankie. I'm like, hell yeah, I don't care. My blankie comes everywhere. My blankie's been to India. My blankie's been to Hawaii. My blankie's been, a, she's a, she's a world traveler. I keep her in my like carry on bag in case the plane goes down. I need, or I lose my luggage. Like I need my blankie. You wear it over your face. You look like Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> if someone's going to love me, they need to also love my blankie. I have no blankie shame. 
I just picture like the plane going down. You being like, everyone, hold on. I gotta get my blanket <laughs> in the overhead. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on them. It's already wrapped around my face. I'm um, holding myself. Alex is holding the blanket. <laughs> there's so many funny TikToks now where it's like people are showing what they sleep with still at like 30, their blankies or their stuffed animals. And they're all like rad, like ratty tattered things. And one of my high school best friends always sends it to me because she thinks it's silly that I have a blanket. I'm like, bitch, this is relatable content. You see all these TikToks? Like, oh, she's I'm, canceled. I'm not the only one. And Let's don't go. come for me. Don't come for the blanket. My blanket looks good, actually, compared to some people. Some people are sleeping with string. I have seen those TikToks where it is just string. And I'm yeah. Like, I have a full blankie, basically. There's one corner that's a little hit or miss, but... Sam, do you have a sentimental childhood object? No. <laughs> nothing? I wish, nothing. I wish I did. You I strike wish. me as someone who would. Um, yeah, but I also have a mom who is not sentimental for anything. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Like she, throws, she threw stuff out? Like Yeah, like, there's... I don't even have a lot of baby pictures, and, like, I don't have like baby clothes from when I was little or like anything sentimental like that. Oh yeah. There's some mom. My, I have baby pictures, not a ton, but like I save my own stuff and my mom just never touched it. But like the parents who like save everything like and take pictures of everything. I'm like, damn, what's that like? Right. Thank you. you also, have like every moment recorded. I'm like, that must be nice. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Sometimes I'm like, Lori, what was going through your mind? And she was like, sanitation. <laughs> Everything like, I'm living in the moment. Maybe it's because our parents were like, these are gay kids. They don't need to remember. They don't deserve <laughs> sentimental memories. Sam's like, that one. That's that it. one. <laughs> um, okay, Papa Dom, what have you been reading lately? Um, I I should be... Wait. Uh, <laughs> Hi. I should Hi. be reading um, right. some... We didn't ask you what's giving you life, Alex. Oh, you're so right. Maybe my blankie is. Um, <laughs> is it? Okay, no. <laughs> I'm not sure. You know, I've, I've made some, like, workout accomplishments. I did my first box jump. I was very scared and I screamed. Um, Ooh, like, box jump. You, like, stand on the ground with, like, a box at varying heights, and I had, like, the smallest box, and you just have to jump on it. Like, it's, like, part of the workout. So, like, I had to do, like, 20 box jumps or whatever it was. But, like, I don't – I usually do step-ups because I'm afraid to jump. Like, there's nothing behind me. I'm not a jumper. Like, this body does not lift easily. So – What if you miss? Like, what if you just hit the corner and you fall back? I was very afraid. I was, like, swinging my arms really hard to, like, help give myself some momentum. You got this! <laughs> but I did them, and I was really proud. I'm very proud of you. Thank Good you. job. Good that job. Was, that was, like, a week and a half ago, but it still counts. That's, very, that's a very worthy answer. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Sam's free. You're jumping on boxes. I'm like, I wish I were dead. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Happy Pride! <laughs> Happy Pride! Um, okay, Papa Dom, what are you reading? Oh, right. Um, so actually, I'm reading The Outsider by Stephen King right now. I'm almost done. I have like 20 pages left. But I swear... I swear on RuPaul, I will be rereading Red, White, and Royal Blue. That is my next book to read. He only, like, read half of it, and then he, like, got busy, and I was like, you have to, like, he would love that book. I would. I know I would. I'm going to read it. It's going to happen. I said it here first. I have an unpopular opinion. Oh. You don't love that book? What's the thesis? I love it. Oh. I think it's okay. Oh. Wow. Now I'm nervous for you to read one last stop. But I think, 
I don't know. I, I thought it was okay. I wasn't like blown away and thought like some people that's their favorite book in the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm it's not like my favorite book in the world, but I really, I think you will really enjoy it just because I know what you like. Yeah. I like and, I mean, it's Daffy. really cute. Okay. It's really cute. Dom and, really liked Camp. He really liked. I loved Camp. I, I like feel good gay books. That's yeah, he likes House in the Cerulean. Yeah, it is. It and it's very funny. Um, like their dialogue is very funny. It is. It was witty and quippy. Yeah. From what so I you read. just have to finish it. I will. I will. But uh, yeah, I've been reading a little spooky. A little spooky. Ooh, stuff. I do and love I, good spooky. Yeah. I told him too that we got the Charm Offensive, and it. I've had like multiple people tell me how good it is and it's being compared mm-hmm. to Red, White, and Royal Blue, sort of. So I'm like, you'll have to read that too because I'm sure, I'm sure I like, and basically any book where there's two guys who love each other, I'm like, don't read this, you like it. What okay, can I tell you what book I'm really excited to read? What? The Gunkle. Me too. There's a book that comes out tomorrow and it's called The Gunkle and it's someone who's, I forget, someone dies, right? Yeah. Spoiler. And, <laughs> no, it's that's the premise. And their kids go live with their gunkle, and it's their oh. gay uncle, and now he's in charge of, like, three kids. It kind of is reminding me of, like, um, what's the movie with Robin Williams where they all are gay people? Birdcage? Bird yeah. Cage? Like that, but, like, now you're in charge of kids because you're the gunkle. You're, like, the fun gunkle. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I think you'd like that. I haven't read it, but I think you'd like it. Um, <laughs> wrote people, it? I don't know. like, people are starting to compare it to... House on Cerulean Sea. Ooh. And I'm just like, that's big words. That's big <laughs> words. Those are big that's words. That's big talk. This is the cover. Oh, I would love to read that. Yeah, it looks adorable. Like, he's holding a martini. I I have it, and I'm taking it to the beach this weekend. And then when I come up to see you guys next weekend, I told Alex she could have my copy. So when Alex reads it, she can pass it down. It has almost five stars. Like, it has 4.46 stars. Mm-hmm. That and is certainly a number. The author wrote Lily and the Octopus. Have you heard of that? No, but I see that in the bio, but I've never heard of that. Um, I won't pick it up because I know it's going to be so sad, but it's about a, um, oh, it's about a dog. Like it's told all through the dog's perspective of his owner who's gay and like living their life. Oh, cute. I feel like you'd like that. It would be like Penny writing you a book. Whatever happened to TJ Klune's book that he was writing from the dog's perspective? I think he was making a joke. I and then he wrote it, but I think it's just a joke. No, I believe him. <laughs> I believe him. Under the Whispering Door comes out this year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm reading. I'm sort of reading it right now, but I hate reading on digital. I hate. I just feel like I don't comprehend the content. No, I won't. I just refuse. I refuse. You're a regular book gal as well, Sam. Yeah. Yes. Like, I even had the chance to read one last stop digitally, and I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I just, I mean, I still enjoyed it, but it takes me longer, and I, I, it's not the, it's not my favorite reading experience. Speaking of, have you read Pizza Girl? No, and I want to. I am, like, it's only 170 pages, and I'm about at 60 now. You'll like it. It, I can see exactly why Kristen and Arnett recommended it. Okay, I need you to put it in my little pile for myself. I'll finish it, and I do you have it? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I'll switch it. <laughs> I forget what else I'm supposed to give. You can just go through my thing. Um. Oh, I have it in my head, just so we're clear. Cool for the summer is one. Oh yeah, that's good. You like that? Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so we should we talk a little bit about Pride? 
Yeah. You know what? I think a really fun opener to segueing into Pride would be each of us going around and sharing a queer memory from when we were younger. Or, like, something that we retroactively think, like, okay, that was a moment. That was gay. That was pretty gay. Right? Isn't that a good idea? Yeah. (laughs) You guys, I I hate this. Go. No, I just need to think of one. That's, like, good enough. Okay, I'll start. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm ready. No, go, go, go. I'm not ready. Okay, so when I was, like, maybe in the first grade, um, we would have family dinner every night, and it was just me, my mom, and my dad. And we were sitting at the table, and my parents were asking me, like, how was school today? And I was just like, there's a boy in my class named Matt, and he's very handsome. Oh, I remember this. And my mom just kind of stared at me, and she was like, oh, honey, we don't call boys handsome. And then I was like, oh, okay, we don't. And my head, I'm like, yeah, well, he was still handsome, so. <laughs> he's still handsome. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Caroline. He's handsome. So now I look back to that, I'm like, mmm. I didn't even have sexual attraction to, like, anyone back then. You know, you're, like, a kid, but, like, still, you, I was just, like, oh, that boy is, is a cute boy. He's a cutie. I'm a six-year-old, and that six-year-old boy is also cute. I mean, I feel like people should stop telling six-year-olds they can't call their friends handsome if they want. You know, like, what, it's so harmless at six, like. (laughs) And yet, heteronormatively, like, parents are, like, here's your little girlfriend, here's your boyfriend. Don't call that boy handsome, but here's your future wife. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, they're married. Okay, that reminds me of a story really quick. So I, oh, surprise, I used to be a youth pastor. Um, (laughs) You have youth pastor energy. It's just hard to picture you, like, preaching the good word of God. I thought you were a horse girl. I was, yeah. She Um, was a horse girl youth pastor. (laughs) Oh, my God, wig. So it was right after I got out of college. And, um... There was a family that, like, had kids or whatever, and their youngest, his name was Dylan, and he was in first grade, and he loved my hair, and he would just, like, play with it and play with it, and one day he told me that he wanted hair like mine, and he was going to grow it out, and he, and his mom shaved his head. Oh, no. I think about that all the time, because I'm just like, that's pretty sad it was that's kind of what that reminded me of like why can't little boys have long hair and curly hair why can't they be here why can't they call their friends handsome there's so much like like letting your sons wear elsa dresses because they watch frozen too like that's it's so harmless and meaningless and it doesn't turn your child gay if they're not gay so like yes wear the dress or have the long hair or call their friend handsome if they want because it's so like innocent but we're the ones who are like oh my god like we're almost sexualizing that because we're saying that it's doing something also the argument makes no sense because it's like oh if you have your boy wear a dress that will make him gay whereas all queer people come from like a man and a woman who had sex that like you know wait Babies come from sex? Oh what? God, I didn't mean to tell you. Spoiler. <laughs> we're dropping spoilers today. Don't you, listen if you didn't know. Stop But you know that. what I mean? Like every gay person came from a straight person. Yeah. That's true. And honestly. You didn't make us straight. They made us gay. They made us gay. It's Lisa Hilbish's yeah. fault I'm gay. That is very sad, Sam. Yeah. I mean, that's not my story, but like that's just, you know. Yeah. I mean, like it is my story, but like it's a. <laughs> it's a secondhand story from you. 
Um, okay, Alex, what's your queer story as a little kid? I'm still thinking. I feel like I've told so many. We'll tell um, a fresh one right now. No pressure. I mean, I used to like kiss my little friend when we were in kindergarten. We would play like family and I we would always kiss each other. <laughs> I just hung out with her mom yesterday. <laughs> She's married to a man now and like living her best life, but I haven't seen her family in forever. But her mom is one of my mom's really good friends. So she showed up yesterday and in my head I'm like, I kissed your daughter when we were five. Remember when I used to kiss your daughter on the mouth? (laughs) Which is like really, it's, I mean, kids play like doctor and house, so super normal. But like, I was kissing. Just like kids do what they want, you know? Just let me kiss all the kids I want when I'm five. Let them live in a free, happy environment where they feel safe to just be themselves. I also used to like do a lot of those like back rubs with my friends. And now looking back, I'm like, I was really into those back rubs. Like, like I've really got to get in there. Do I love back rubs? Yes. But I was, like, really... I was, like, one of those really, like, possessive friends, but only of, like, my one, like, best girlfriend. And I'm, like, there's probably a lot going on underneath the surface there. Um, I remember being younger. Like, how young are we talking? Because I can remember being 12, and the softball coach was gay. And I remember, like playing softball because I just I like I wanted Derby to like me so Derby that was her name wow oh man she was gay she was gay Derby did did Derby end up liking you um no because I was trash did you have softball fantasies about Derby you did real good today Sam I'm proud of you (laughs) thanks your butt (laughs) Sam wish you know thanks your butt that was that's one that I think of um i do not know why they let me play sports i played sports all through high school y'all i was the worst sports player like i could not tell you the rules of basketball i played basketball i could like i played softball but they put me in the field so i didn't have to worry about anything did you make did you make any baskets when you played basketball no they put me on the bench the whole time okay so you were on the team but you weren't on the court You were there. You were in it. That's so funny. I played sports too, and I was good at basketball. I was good at them all only because I was really tall in middle school because everyone else was still like this big. So by like that fact only, I was good. And then I went to public high school, and I tried to join volleyball and basketball, and I'm like, fuck that. I'm terrible. So I never played sports again. I played track and field, and I still have scars on my knees from tripping and falling so many times. And, like, the track teacher would be running over to me as I'm, like, bleeding on the ground. <laughs> like, I have more Band-Aids! You had, like, a, you had, like, a body like a tiny baby deer in high school, so you probably shouldn't have done that. I had the body of a six-year-old girl dying of rickets. Dying of rickets. It just, you were very limb, limmy, like. Limmy? Have yeah. you ever seen an octopus? <laughs> Are you guys familiar with those? That was, that was me. He just was all limbs, that boy. All tentacles. All tentacles. Anyway, happy pride. Um, (laughs) That's going to be what we say. Happy pride. And that's going to be the episode. Anyway, happy pride. Um, Okay, so Sam has never been to a pride parade. I have not. We have to change that. I know, but St. Pete doesn't have a parade this year. St. Pete's not having a parade this year? TikTok has lied to me. It's just like a month of Pride events, but they're not doing a parade because I think it's too many people. So I guess I'm not going to... Jacksonville's doing a Pride, but I just think... I don't want to go to Jacksonville because I've been way more than in Jacksonville, and I do not want to run into them. 
Yeah. I'm wondering if, like, Orlando will do one in October. Oh, maybe. Because they normally do, and October's nice. We had Tampa Pride. St. Pete's not having a Pride. And then Gulfport is having a a, a Pride-ish type thing, I think, this month. Yeah. Angel has their pride in October. Yeah. October seems... I feel like that's a good month in Florida to have a pride because, like, June's miserable. Well, maybe October, Sam. Otherwise, you can't be gay this year. (laughs) No, not another (laughs) Just kidding. All right, well, do you have, like, a good memory of pride? Do you have, like, a favorite pride? I think I love every pride. Yeah. I I don't know that I have a distinct memory where I was just like, oh, this has changed my life forever. But I just, every time I go to Pride, I just feel so safe. And, you know, it's in the name. You feel proud to be yourself when you're surrounded by all these people who are just like you. It feels very safe. And, you know, you're just like, wow, I did not realize there were that many queer people, queer people that exist. You know, sometimes you feel like you're, it's just you, but there's a whole lot of us. That's true. It's like the one day you feel like the majority. That is like... That's beautiful. That's fucking beautiful. Yeah. That is really profound because we live in a world that is so extremely heteronormative and we don't really take the time to think about it. Like every movie on TV is like a, you know, straight trope. Every book is, you know, mainstream book is like a straight trope. You know, everyone around you, majority is straight people. So it's like having one day where it's not that. Yeah. It's just like, wow. Imagine if it was like this every day. Every day is pride. If we get our own, like, gay island. It's, it's called Fire Island. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't want that island. Mykonos. Mykonos. Uh, yeah, we have fun prides here when it's normal. Like, we we drink a lot, so it's a disaster. But It's very hot, but it's, it's very, very gay and great. I would like to go travel to all the big city prides. Oh, me too. I, um, so funny story, one of my friends is going, like, just bought a ticket to go to New York Pride, and I was like, girl, do you know anyone there? And she's like, no, but I'm going to experience it, and I was like, hell yes, plot twist, the year I came out, I was in, like, the year, my first year that I was dating a girl, I was in Brooklyn when Pride was happening. But I was with my mom and my little brother, and I didn't get to go. Oh, that's so sad. Did you see all the gay people stream no, out? Because we were on a different spot. But it was just so sad. Like, yeah. I'm like, my shot was there. Yeah, to be so close. I'd love to do New York and D.C. I've heard L.A. Pride is actually, like, not great because it's so, like, they have, like, gates everywhere and you can only go in certain parts and you have to pay for, like, everything. I want to do Chicago and Seattle. Oh, yeah. I want to do Portland's Pride. Ooh, yeah. These are probably nice weather there, too. Okay, so I say next year, let's go to Portland. Okay. I'll be done with school. Mm -hmm. Okay. Papa Dom, yes. We'll get all the gays on a plane and go up. Yeah. Let's go. Gays on a plane. And if anyone gets sick, I can write them a Z pack. <gasps> a Z pack or an anti nausea medicine for when we're hungover. Sure. Sure. <laughs> wow, we finally we made it. We finally made it. We have someone who can write prescriptions in our friend group. Looks like. Hey, look, my I made it. <laughs> <laughs> or Sam goes. Burr, 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 burr. 
Uh, this is a weird episode. Um, Would you expect anything less? <laughs> uh, Sam, what's your favorite part about Pride Month? I thought you froze, but you were just thinking. You yeah, I was thinking. Um, I think I love that it is the one month like last year really getting to experience like bookstagram pride Mm. and like that it's about like i'm not as much as i love i'm not gonna see christina lauren i'm not gonna see um emily what's the what's her name that wrote beach read henry henry like we're not gonna see them like we are gonna see all of our books and we get to scream and it is i love that part it is like a large takeover yes and it's a whole month takeover i hope it's on the other spaces in bookstagram because i you know like we're so like saturated with queer bookstagrammers so i'm like i hope like non-queer bookstagrammers get to see this too like and i think it's hard too because like last year i wasn't so saturated like Mm -hmm. i was just saturating myself and now i'm it's like such a divide for me like i see like i have my queer bookstagrammers and then i have like that little section of like non-queer bookstagrammers that like i've been with and it makes me kind of sad because i'm just like how do you merge them together i need them to be gay yeah (laughs) you yeah you 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 what do you you turn them you assimilate them that's a good thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I feel like so many people are doing like big event things for Pride Month on Bookstagram. And I'm like, I'm just going to post some things. Um, my plan is just to use the hashtag. Yeah. I, I literally feel like I, there's a lot of giveaways. I'm helping, well, by the time this goes up, it'll already be over. I'm helping Janae. Janae asked if I could help her with a giveaway. She's doing lives. Megan's doing lives. People are doing readathons, like being, like reading bingo things. I'm just like, did I, I didn't, I was just going to take a, I maybe was going to post a little more than I normally do. <laughs> maybe you guys should do a live. We probably oh. will. We do. We have a few lives, remember? Yeah. Like, for the books to gaze, we have stuff. But, like, individually, I didn't think to do anything. I'm just like, Mom, I'll be there. I think it's so hard because, like, last year, I was telling someone this to you. Last year during Pride, um, we had two whole months before that, like, I wasn't in school. And so I was already in that mindset of, like, because during the summer, I thrive on Bookstagram. Like, my stories are lit. Like, I have time to really, like, think and write. Whereas during the school year, I don't. And so sometimes I go weeks without posting. I don't care. And by this by this time last year, I, like, I was ready. And I had all this stuff. And it was so great. And then yeah, we're all home. Like, yeah. And then this year, I'm just kind of like, here I am. Yeah, whatever. Well, we're participating, so it works. Yeah, we are. And we have a hashtag. We're going to throw that shit out there. Like, hello, we're getting lit with pride. Yeah, I need to write that down so I don't forget to add it to my hashtags. 
He's just such sleepy gaze. Oh, yeah, yeah I guess we can you know, do something with pride. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, I was in the sun this weekend. Woo! Um, okay, well, are you ready to talk about our main topic? Oh, I'm ready to get into it. Yeah, let's go. Do you want to start into it or you want me to start into it? Uh, may I do the honors? Yeah. So I thought, you know, it'd be very interesting to talk, you know, amongst two other queer people about body issues and uh, body norms, you know, self-image within the queer community. And, you know, obviously it's very different navigating that, you know, depending on what your identity is, what your sexuality is, but... Right. It is a very interesting conversation to have, and I would like to have it with you guys. I love that. Um, when Alex texted me saying, was like, hey, like, we're going to talk about um, body image in the queer community, and I was like, yes, please. Yeah. I feel like it's a, there's a lot of conversations about it, because I think, I'm losing my train of thought as I'm talking, but there's just so much nuance, and just like, like, the society at large like we place so much value on like what a person's what a person looks like but then you add in this other layer of being queer when we're like oh but we also have to like look gay enough yes and be the right like size and like the right proportions and then to look gay on top of that and it's like a lot of work (laughs) it's this invisible feeling of like what you think you have to look like to be accepted to feel like I can love myself if I look like this. Yeah. And it's, it looks very different, you know, depending on, you know, who you are in the community. Like, for example, as a gay man, there's a very strong uh, pressure to feel like you have to be like this tan ripped body going to the gym six days a week. You don't eat carbs. You have a six pack. You look like a God. And if you don't look like that, there's not a place for you. And you're, you know, right. I, And there's, like, a a million different avenues, you know, for, like, depending on who you are in the community. You know, if you're a trans man, there's, like, that stereotype that you feel like you have to be, like, this butch, masculine-looking man. If you're, you know... Yes. There's all these, like... uh, If you're non-binary, then you don't really fit into any gender presentation. What do I do here? Either I look too feminine and you're calling me she, or I look too masculine and you're calling me he, but, like, I don't want to be called either of those things. Versus just being ourselves, placing more value on what we think, you know, would make us happy to look like and feel affirmed. You know, we place that in, like, the the hands of others. I think you add social media, though, and it makes it hard because, like, your, like, really popular queer influencers are probably, like, smaller, like, if they're women, smaller, very, like, makeup, they look perfect, like, really cute bodies, or they're, like, more mask-leaning and then they're just hot because they have, like, that masculine like energy and then well who's the let's talk about like the tampa tiktok lesbian like what's her name who's the big one that is always in trouble michelle lundy (laughs) there we go i mean like she's tan she got really white straight teeth right like she doesn't wear a lot of makeup Mm -hmm. like it's like enough um she dresses really chapsticky i would say yeah i mean the gays who go viral on tiktok and instagram are probably your like stereotypically attractive gay people unless you're like really funny and that's like social media in general but then it makes it hard because like i'll be on gay tiktok algorithm i'm like oh damn i don't look like any of this and any of this no i think to be oh sorry go ahead oh no go ahead go ahead 
I just think there's something to be said about like representation and what is you know before our eyes and what we see and like what we choose to emulate yeah like, I think if we had more you know diverse representation of like all different kinds of queer people and what they look like all different yeah. kinds of body types you know we would be less like wanting to put ourselves into like these boxes and like trying to be like okay I have to fit in this box as a gay man I have to fit into this box as a queer woman I have to fit in this box as a trans man a trans woman like yeah that's so true I feel like too like some part of me I don't like Sam knows I don't love taking pictures and a lot of that is like my own issue but like even on bookstagram like I think even the most like natural normal looking people I think they look so cute they always take the cutest pictures of themselves and I'm like I can't put I can't take a picture of myself to put on bookstagram like I don't I can't like get it right to where I think it's good enough to go on there so I just don't do it and then I'm like <laughs> so you put this pressure on yourself yeah. that's like regardless of if I thought I looked cute in this picture I'm going to compare myself to other people and yeah. I'm not going to post this picture because of what they will think of but me but what's funny is that I feel like I follow the most like diverse range of different body types of people mm -hmm. who like post constantly on of themselves on their bookstagram so I don't know like what my own issue is like I'm like I can't do it I don't look my best <laughs> it's a pervasive stigma yeah it's like crazy I'm like if I don't look 100% then I can't like have my face in the story or like try to take I'm not great at taking selfies like it's really not something I'm I'm wonderful at but I love people's feeds so I like put their picture and I love I said I've already talked about Janae but Janae takes really funny pictures too that I'm like you're just like the most like she like takes the picture but then she also like takes her or like puts her outtakes or she'll take like a yeah. really funny picture and post it I'm like I want to be you. I love that. <laughs> yeah. She, like, doesn't care at all, and I love it. I would love to operate from a space. Oh, sorry, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Every time Sam opens her mouth, Dom's like, Mom, it's my like, turn. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Sam, please please go ahead. no, because I'm, like, still formulating. Go. Oh, I was just going to say that I would love to operate from a space where, you know, if I'm going to post a picture, I'm going to be like, I, I'm posting this because I like it. And right. I feel good about it. I'm not posting it because... I want you to like it mm. and I want you to affirm me and make me feel like I'm, you know, handsome or attractive or, you know, special. That's a good point. Worthy that's, of love. That's hard to think about because I, I literally will be like, do I look, will other people think I look good in this? We all do it. Damn. I will say I am lucky and not lucky in the sense, like, I have a lot of confidence in myself. Like I have a lot of bodily confidence, but it's not in, it's not in a sexy way. Like I don't view myself, like I can't look at myself and see a queer woman. And I, there, sometimes that really bothers me because I feel like I try really hard to put myself in those like things in those sectors. And then I'm like, that's not you. Like, some of it is, but not all the time. Does that make sense? Or yeah, you're like, speaking to a really good point because when you look in the mirror, it's like, but what does a queer woman look like? Yes, yes. A queer woman could look like anybody. Right, and like, you know that here. But even still, like, for a while, I was like, I don't want to wear a dress. Like, I'm out. I don't want to wear a dress. Yeah. And the other day, I was shopping and I found this really cute dress and I was like, oh my gosh, I love it. And I bought it. And then I was like hitting myself. I was like, where are you going to wear this? Like, what's the point of this? And I was just like, 
hey, like, the point is, you like wear whatever. Yeah. yeah, you're allowed to wear whatever the fuck you want to put on this body. Right. That's so true. But, I mean, I feel like in the queer community, we have these sectors. You're either masculine or you're feminine. You're either a chapstick or, like, there's no spot. You're both femme, you're, you know, ripped, or yeah. you're... A twink. Yeah. I think a really good example of what I think, you know dismantles this and i think is amazing is there was a contestant on rupaul's drag race the most recent season uh who is a trans man got mick and he's having this talk with you know the other queens on the show and he's like i never felt like i fit in you know as a trans man because i'm so effeminate and then i looked around all the people around me one day and all my friends are like gay guys who are really feminine and gay acting so why do i think that i have to be like a a butch masculine man to feel like i'm a trans man i can be a super effeminate you know twinky man and still be a man Mm -hmm. it's like reworking like what society makes us think that we need to be and just like being who we are yeah i feel like it's it's such a I feel like a lot of new people to the queer community feel like they have to, like, put on an act and, like, I have to wear the beanie or the the snapback. I have to, like, wear the, the chubbies and the short shorts and, like, look really good in them. I have to, like, have my nails really short or only wear the converse. And, like, we have this idea, like, that's what we have to do. And then finally, like, after a few years, you're like, all right, I'm just going to do whatever I want because I don't even like that stuff. Or you do when it works. Yeah. But, like, we just because, like, we're – queer women we don't have to shop in the men's section to be like noticeably queer and you don't Mm. have to like be have a six-pack and muscles and like be tan and hairless to be like the best gay man there is or the opposite being very like twinky and sure but you can be i also think it's hard to like a lot of the the people that we share because we'll do it in our chats and be like oh aren't all these people so hot and you're sharing like celebrities and they're all like itty bitty celebrities they're they all look perfect because you know they have money to spend i don't have money to have someone do my makeup and hair every day i don't have money to have someone dress me i'm doing the best i can Thank but you. like so it's then easy it's to like, look beautiful if you like have a makeup artist a trainer who will work out with you five days a week unlimited resources time, and funds yeah. to like you know have a personal cook and chef and but then that's the image that's getting shared so then i'm seeing all these people be like oh my god isn't this person so hot i'm like none of these people look like me so then you like internalize that and you're like oh well none of those people look like you so then here's here's the line for hot i must not be there because i don't look like that you know yeah. and then it's like try like even all the gay the gay women I'm thinking of, like, you know, Kristen Stewart, very short, tiny, and, like, teeny tiny. Um, Even, like, uh, Sarah Paulson is, like, teeny tiny. You know, like, they're all wears... No one's, like, sharing Lizzo into the chat being, like, isn't this person so fucking hot? Like, I have such a crush on her. I have sex with Oh, my God, same. I <laughs> Kyle sends her, like, twerking videos to us every day, and he's like, I'd let this woman sit on my face. And, like... Okay. But, like, how often is that being shared? Like, we, like a lot of people right. love her, but no one's like, oh, send me your celeb crush. Mm. But even still, Lizzo is an anomaly. Yeah. Because you see Lizzo, and everyone's like, oh, body positivity. Yes, twerk. Da, 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 da. But who's behind Lizzo? Like, who else are we saying that about? Like, she's, and do not get me wrong, Lizzo is amazing. Yeah. And she's honestly, like, 
such good work for the body positivity movement. And I don't know that I even like would say, I don't even know. Nobody sees like a fat person walking around in the mall and they're like, wow, that person hot. Like, yes, thank you for wearing a crop top and tiny shorts. Like most people are like, oh. Well, it's like that thing where it's like, oh, does this make me look fat? I said fat is a synonym for ugly. Yeah. You can be yeah. fat and still be beautiful. Yeah. Hey. I try to tell myself that because I'm like, why can't I wear a crop top? Like, <laughs> Or like if someone's like, oh, I feel so fat. And I'm like, that's it's just a descriptor. Like it really is a meaningless word. Like we're just turning it into something bad and then internalizing it into something bad. And then no one wants to do anything because they all feel fat. We put these unrealistic and like sometimes unachievable standards to get naturally on ourselves. Like I was doing some research today and I was looking at like the intersection of like mainstream beauty standards and like what people do to achieve them and the mm-hmm. queer community mm-hmm. and it was like at least like 18 to 20 percent of gay men will experiment with steroids at some time in their life yeah at least 30 percent of or there's 30 percent increase in women who are getting gastro surgeries to make their stomachs look different get brazilian butt lifts to feel like they need to reshape their body because the <laughs> way their body looks now does not look right yeah um disproportionate amount of eating disorders amongst queer people who are a vulnerable population already. I find the guy, the like gay male culture so interesting because I feel like there's like a fetishization of like different body types at each like people love bears so like they like big burly hairy men some of them you know and then you have like your like middle of the road like muscular regular looking guy and then you have your twinkie boys who are like tiny 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 boys and like there's no room for like a variety of shapes but sometimes it's interesting to me to to see the other side where it's like a lot of the very smaller boys want to get bigger and buffer or like i want to like i want to get big and i want to get bulky and i'm like what's that like i don't want to get bulky (laughs) i promise you if you download grinder right now you will find a sea of guys on their profile who say no fats, no femmes, no Asians, uh, not into black guys. Like, yeah, all of these things. And it like, if you're just scrolling through this, like I said, that's like, all you're in. You're, you're, you're thinking like, oh, I'm not good the way I am. Well, damn, I'm fat, femme, Asian, black, all these things. Like, I guess I'm out. It's because it, it's like further perpetuating, like what you think you should be. Yeah. What you think you need to look like. And it's, like, this gross, pervasive culture that we really need to, like, unravel. Because it's, it's horse hockey. It is. It's ham hock. I'm trying to think um, of that. It's stupid. But, um, how does that affect you? Like, when you're scrolling and you see that, like. Yeah, dating apps are hard when that's, like, the thing. I even remember when I was on them, and, I mean, Sam can attest, too. Like, people will have things, even straight men will have things in their profile, like, none of this. And if you like this, swipe this way. And if you look like this, swipe this way. If you're under this, swipe this way. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, Right. I think about how many different things factor into attraction. Like, somebody's personality, their sense of humor, you know, common interests. Yeah. You know, if, you know, somebody is a conventional five by today's beauty standards and then they shut up <laughs> and then they have like Alex, a really you are so humor. high tab's favorite joke and she's like 
I'm a soft four, but I'm really going to push for that, like, hard five or whatever. She tells it better. I don't know. I'm going to go. <laughs> but it's, like, there's all these different things that play into, like, attraction. So if you just, like, close out people because you think, like, okay, you're not fitting in the box that I'm looking for. This is the beauty standard that I deem to be, you know, this is what I'm attracted to. Yeah. Does that make it hard to date or, like, swipe on those apps? Yeah. Yeah. It does because... Of course, when you see, like, a perfect, you know, Grecian god body, you're going to want to swipe. You want to yes swipe, yeah. <laughs> but then it's like, you're just, you you analyze and think about what you're doing, and you're just, like, making a surface-level judgment off this person you have you don't know anything about. Yeah. And there could be tons of per- people out there that could be an amazing fit for you, that could you make you, yeah. you, know, you know. I think dating apps have taken away some of the beauty of that, because it really is, unless you have, like, I mean, even if you have a really funny bio, like, Everything is superficial. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Even me. I'm not even going to lie. I have rules when I'm swiping. Yeah. When you can't have a Snapchat filter. Like, every picture cannot be a Snapchat filter. I don't want you. Yeah, I mean, that's um, like pretty. That makes sense. <laughs> I like, don't know what you really look like. Yeah, that's fair. You can't do the duck face. I hate the duck <laughs> face. Yeah, like, you don't know how many women, like, but, oh, I know. I used to do it all the time. <laughs> and then, but it's like, how do you navigate that as like a person in the 21st century? Like we all meet each other on technology. Like we meet each other on dating apps. So it's like, if we're going to use these apps either way to meet people and we're not going to meet people organically out in real life, then it's like, we either have to like rethink beauty standards and like what we make, you know, judgments well, with people or not. For myself, like as a fat woman, I make sure that I have more than one picture of my whole body. Yeah. I make sure that I have more than two pictures by myself so that they know that this is exactly what I look I'm like. I'm not the girl next to me. This is me. This is me. Um, I make sure that I have a bathing suit picture, a full body bathing suit picture, so that there is no question about what I look like. Yeah. Because, like, I, there, that happens. And, like, really great switching over to women (laughs) but even still like I don't have the body that is even in the body positivity movement celebrated yeah even in the the larger body positive like even if you look at larger models like they are still proportional it's not just like oh I'm all belly or oh I'm all legs or it's like they're just like chubby all over which is fine but And they still have the hourglass figure. They have big hips, yep. they have smaller waist, they have big boobs, they have a good butt, they have thick thighs, but it's all proportionate. I don't have that. Like my hips are not big. I wish that I had hips. I don't have a butt. I have a really big stomach. I have huge boobs. Like But I respect you so much, Sam, for posting pictures of what you look like and feeling and, like and loving them <laughs> and loving them like I can tell you honestly that when I post pictures on like if I'm on tinder or like one of those apps like I, I'm gonna be taking the best angle the best looking picture that I have of me like do and they too. don't necessarily look exactly the way I look in real life I'm finding like the perfect angle the perfect lighting it's hard to like making, vulner- a, making that sure vulnerable step and just like putting what you really making yourself look unflattering for example well and I think the thing is is like I mean, honestly, it isn't, I do love those pictures of myself. Like, I think that I am hot, but it is not because I love those pictures. It's because I don't want you to get somewhere and think that you got catfished. Yeah. You know how many TikToks with queer women, they're like, oh, 
I met up with so-and-so and they didn't look like their pictures. Yeah. Or, oh. And that's a really like specific fear of like fat people, I think, because I, I, I did the same thing when I was on the app and that was years ago and I was also smaller then, but like, I also made sure I had a full body picture and like mm-hmm. one where you're not just seeing my face where I can like turn and like kind of like go like this and keep my hair places. Like I want you to, so when I walk in front of you, there's not this awkward moment where you're like, oh, I didn't know you'd be that size. Like. Because that's uncomfortable. It is. Given everything that we've talked about today, though, not that I, of course, endorse catfishing, but I can have empathy for it because, especially as a queer person, like, I I know what the the beauty standards are. I know how hard it is to feel like you have to look a certain way. And you know there are people on those apps who are not getting swiped on because, like, I mean, I used to swipe past men who, like, took, like, one selfie, and I'm like, what is this? But, like, you know, they just weren't trying as hard as the rest of us, so I'm like... Or maybe that was the one picture that they thought they looked good in. Right. Yeah. And, and I we're just, just, like, you know, swipe. It's so hard, because, yeah, no one meets anyone in person, but I feel like those apps have perpetuated all of these things, and then you add in being queer, and it makes it even harder. Right. And I think, I think also, like, there are factors. And so if you're straight, these are all your factors. Then you're queer. These are all your factors. Now you're queer. Uh And so it just like, it keeps going. No, that makes complete sense. It's like, these are all your traditional beauty norms. These are your beauty norms within the queer community. These are your beauty norms within the gay male, you know, community. Yeah. And then if you add like your race, your ethnicity, all these different like factors and you are in a not, like I just think about like, you know, all of us are white. So like culturally, well, we don't really have a culture, but like, you know, like we have different beauty standards than like the Asian communities and the black communities. And some of them are better and some of them are worse for each community. But yeah, then you add in like queerness and then that adds another depth. And if you add in like multiple queer identities, even more depth. And then we all just want to stay home and wear big t-shirts and not go out. Me. <laughs> We're all right. Me, me, me. Ah! And there's lots of <laughs> spells. Sorry. <laughs> and it, it, like, it intersects with all these other things, too, like fetishization versus like yeah. having a preference or, you, you know, like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. There's a, it's so weird. And that's hard. That's way hard is when you hear like oh i do like big girls or oh i do like fat girls do I don't, you or do yeah it's like okay what I about it it's so funny to me i i make it very known that this is exactly what i look like by the time that like you know there's steps you meet someone on tinder like you start you you match you start talking you give your number and when they give me their number, I always change my picture to like something, you know, that's very recent. Mm-hmm. And then like, I will send a selfie, like at some point, like a, you know, decent selfie. Yeah, <laughs> this is what I look like right now. Right. Like, so there is no question. And I always find it funny because like people will say stuff and then they'll be like, oh, like, it's okay. I really, I'm attracted to big girls. And I'm just like, Mm, I don't love that. Like, I don't love that you had to tell me that. I don't love that, like, you think that that's important to tell me. 
Well, because they're liking you based on a fetish. I think if both people are on the same page where it's like, no, I want a guy who says that they love big girls. And like, if you're both happy with that, then cool. It's an equitable arrangement. But if, you know, you're walking into something and then you find out after the fact that like, oh, I just like you because I have a thing for black guys. I have a thing for, you know, thick girls. I love like really, you know, twinky guy. Yeah, maybe don't factor that into it. Just like me for who I am. And you just like all parts of me. And it's not just like you just want to like, be weird about it right which is like preference versus fetish yeah 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 like you can have a preference towards something generally but it's not like an all-inclusive like i will not like you if you are this yeah there's no chance in the world because you're not factoring in those other things yeah um i have a question um to maybe wrap it up but what is one thing we can all do this month specifically to combat these um like problematic body standards i like that oh therapist i have one for you we know you're gonna make me take pictures of I, myself. To, I just want you to take find one picture i was going to i actually my answer to this was that i will try to post i'm posting something tomorrow specifically that is an, an old an older picture of me for like the meet me and memes thing um but then i will try to take like one to two picture i'm already panicking (laughs) (laughs) this month of my for pride and with like you know gay things in it yeah Uh, okay sam hmm sam's already really great about this but let's see where she'll go i think that i am going all right, we're going to take a moment and be really serious. Okay. okay. I think I'm pretty. I think I'm cute. I don't ever feel sexy. Like, I don't feel attractive, per se. Like, mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty, but, like, I don't – when people tell me, like, oh, my gosh, you're so hot, I don't take that well. Does that make sense? And so, like, when I take pictures, like, I take them for me and not for any, like, any other reason – but I think this month I'm going to do, I don't know whether it's like take a picture of my, not like sexually. But, you know, <laughs> do it. Take some pictures for yourself like that though. But like, I, I want to change that mindset. Like, because I think that is a wall and a defense mechanism that I put up because I am fat. Like, I'm hot. I that don't you, How you feel you can't be sexy because of that? Yes. And yeah, so like, I, I have to be cute. I have to do this. And like, we're going to. Honestly, have- buy a sexy like top or outfit and just take, whether you post the pictures, it's like that thing that therapists do where they're like, put your affirmations by your mirror. And when you read them every day, you'll start to believe them. Like yes. take those pictures and like, look at them. And then people tell you you're hot. Be like, thank you. Um, I don't know if you saw the bathing suit I bought today. But like, I did. It was really, really, really. I love it. I was almost like, "Where'd you get that?" Because I want it. Confidence <laughs> is sexy. It is. It is. But I think that there are two different like types of confidences, and I don't have that type. Like, I don't have the confidence that someone finds me attractive, because like I have always made it that like I find myself attractive, so I don't need you to. Yeah, 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 as like a like a like a wall, like a safe right. wall. Mm-hmm. And so, like, 
going to try and take that down a notch. I think it's hard too because as as bigger people, we can like fall into that thing of like, well, I'm funny and I'm cute. And like then you start to believe that and feel like, oh, I can't be like sexy and attractive Mm -hmm. and hot. But I'm funny and cute. I'm funny. Like because I'm fat, I can't be sexy. But like you can't. Like you put on – I see people do it all the time. So – yeah, I think like this month working to like internalize that message would be good. That's a great goal. Let's go shopping. Yeah. I don't like to yeah. shop, but I I will shop to for you. Like I will shop to support this goal for you and maybe buy some stuff for New York. Let's max out our credit cards. Happy Pride. <laughs> happy Pride. <laughs> happy Pride. <laughs> anyway, happy Pride. Okay, what about you? Um, I think that I'm going to just work on operating from a space from which I try to remind myself that like are you doing this for other people validating you or are you doing this because you genuinely like it because I have to validate myself yeah Yeah. I need to be like you know if I'm going to take a picture I either like it or I don't like it but that's the opinion that matters not you know strangers I don't know who I should not place you know value and like posting not not that you really post on social media anymore but posting some of those unposed like silly pictures I think can help with that because it's like oh I'm not like like in a specific angle with this face, like in the selfie mode, like you're just like, well, I'm Absolutely. out here like eating the sandwich. Right. That was cute. Right. Did I send you that? No. Oh, you'll see it tomorrow. The the pic- <laughs> when Spoiler, you Spoiler, when- I eat sandwiches. <laughs> when you sent me the funny picture of your mouth, I sent it to Sam. I was like, this is the picture Dom wants us to post. <laughs> but then I was like, just kidding. He's sending me another. But he sent me another of him like have- holding a sandwich and like making a funny face. I was like, I'm using that one. It was a great choice. Me too. This is great. Time flies. Anyway, happy Pride. Happy Pride. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Come back. Honestly, why are you just not our co-host? Like, why do we not have three people? I'd love to come back anytime you guys would like to have me. You know, once he's out of school, we can add him on. But he's so busy, it's hard to nail this sucker down. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Yeah, you can like be a regular appearance. Um, A PRN medical. Hey, I'll be seeing you in two weeks. Papa Dom. Oh, yeah, she's coming. Oh, yay. I'm so excited mm-hmm. to see you. I mean, honestly, when this post, she'll have already been here, so maybe we'll have to take some pictures. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, okay. Can we say the magic words? Oh, wait. Not yet. All right, no. <laughs> oh. Um, if you're listening to this episode, make sure you follow us at the Books of Gays. Join our Patreon for Pride. If you join this month, we will have a special Pride sticker going out designed by our friend Kyle Scobie. We will also potentially be putting that on some other merch once we figure it out. But every Patreon will get that sticker this month only. Um, follow us. We're doing a bunch of stuff for Pride, which may or may not have already been announced. Uh, subscribe to the books to gaze on patreon if you are so inclined leave us a rating and review on apple podcast comment on our posts so we have things to look at and if you're looking to refinance talk to us we can lock you in at a really low rate <laughs> anyway happy pride happy pride happy oh pride. or if you want to follow me at dino dom i'm not on social media but when follow. i come back i'll be there i'll be there <laughs> cheers cheers, cheers, cheers. cheers.